Welcome to the podcast. I'm just going to say the podcast today because today is like a conversation of sorts with uh, the Afterglow and the After 30 podcast. So this isn't going to be a formal official interview, but it's just kind of like a get to know you because we, I think, met on Instagram, really, and yeah, uh, yes. have just been admiring each other and what we're putting out there into the universe. So it's like, why wouldn't we get together and have this Ooh. conversation? <laughs> <laughs> yes. Why wouldn't we talk? Why wouldn't we talk? Absolutely. Love it. And, and actually, in until that moment when you introduced us, I didn't even make the connection that we both have after. How oh my god, I that? totally did. I feel like it's a, bit <laughs> of a, it's a bit of a face off, you know. I feel like it's after it glow is. versus after thirty. You know? <laughs> yeah. What does it all mean, really? What does it? What does it all? What does it all? I love it. So let's oh introduce ourselves. So, so I'm Julie Watson. Sure. We just, every time we saw each other, the six of us always got together at first. And then you know how that is. Then you kind of were like, I like you enough that I want you for myself too. So it turned into that pretty quickly. <laughs> so. Oh yeah, that was cool. And then I think all of a sudden, as we were starting to get to know each other and we were, you know, Tabs would invite me all of the time to some of her Fit City classes, the classes she'd be like, oh, Anise, come here, come there, let's do this. And then we would just get chatting. And then we just decided like, should we do something together? Should we do a podcast? And after 30 yeah. was born. <laughs> after 30 was born. And it was so organic because like essentially yeah. we would have just such great deep conversations about everything. Mm. There's a, a number of things that we shared in common. Like we knew right away we could talk about anything and everything to do with beauty for like two hours, right? We could, we could get into that. And then we could just also sit there and get like, really meta and just talk about like theoretical shit like we could really go there we could talk about that for hours and then but we have such different backgrounds we have such different perspectives but we were so like we loved our conversation so much we were always learning so much from each other and we were so curious to hear the other person's perspective and to be totally honest we were like 
our conversations are really, really bomb. Like, should we maybe just record them? And that would be this. I wish we had recorded that last one. We should have <laughs> recorded that line. That was all it was. And that was three years ago. And because we've just started our third season. And so, yeah, it, it was fun because it was at a very serendipitous time in both of our lives. I had just had a baby and, and, and I, we just kind of both had a bit more time professionally that mm-hmm. we had the space to mm-hmm. kind of take on a new project. So that's kind of where it all. Yeah. Started. And it's so interesting. Also, you know, we talk about the after 30 or even the way you talk about afterglow. I, we were always thinking about like, how should we approach this? What are some things that we are thinking about? And to be honest, a lot of the time, like when I, as we were getting older, oftentimes like all of our conversations were about the different things that were changing in our lives with respect mm-hmm. to age, you know, everything was about, you know, whatever it is that we were researching, whoever it is that we were meeting, the doctors we were seeing, the kinds of people we were meeting, how we were making friends, you know, and I think that was really the crux of our, was what we wanted to put out there. So when mm-hmm. we were talking about it, we were like, why don't we talk about something uh, related to how we're growing, how we're changing. Right. And I suppose yeah. that works in tandem actually to your point, you know, after glow after 30, but for us, like she, uh, I think tabs is a couple years younger than me. So she was 33 or 34 at the time I was 38 at the time. And so we're like, why don't we just do something after 30? Mm-hmm. And it kind of just grew from there. And, you know, like the year 30 and beyond, it's so transformational, so transformational for all of us. So many things are happening in our lives at that time. It feels quite packed mm-hmm. um, with things that are pushing us to evolve mentally, emotionally, spiritually, you know, physically, all the things. And so we're taking our care of ourselves in another way. We have a different sense of independence as well, of course, mm-hmm. because just the nature of things and, you know, that whole thing, we're taking responsibility for others, be it children, be it parents, all of the yeah. things. And so all of those huge things combines combined with our shoulders growing broader and broader with the amount that we're carrying and the amount that we're giving. I think we came up with this thing of like, why don't we do after 30? And then when I turned 40, we were like, what the F do we do? <laughs> what do we do now? <laughs> and so really no, exactly. and we were very we were very conscious of that too, right? Because we were like, look, after is like like you can after. still be 60, 70 after. Yeah. And we were really conscious of that because we didn't want it to just be for a two year. There you thing. go. You know, we wanted it to be a project that we also didn't really have any particular plans other than that was what was so fun about it. Like we knew we wanted mm-hmm. to put this content out there and have like we, what we loved about landing on after 30 is that we knew it had a really broad range of opportunity. Like we could touch on marriage and friendship and, you know, houses and kids and career. You could do all of it, but mm-hmm. still in something that you understood. But we knew that um, we didn't know how long we would want to do it for either. Right. And mm-hmm. uh, you, you just like one, it's like anything. You just never quite know where projects uh, so are going to take you. So, so true. but it, it still works, you know, and so it still uh, works. Yeah. But and it's, it's so cool interesting. It's cool. It's cool. Sorry, it's cool Julie. Yeah, sorry. It's that's cool. Okay. The, mm-hmm. um, there's so much out there right now for like earlier, you know, late teens, 20s, like hip sure. people. And you know what I mean? And like the yeah, podcast yeah. itself is like booming in the younger generation. And so I just totally. think it's sure. really cool that we've got this like angle for people who you know are after 30 for us it's sort of like after 40 and beyond Mm -hmm. but um I love what you said about 
just being able to have these conversations as you grow along mm-hmm. with them, mm-hmm. right? Mm-hmm. Because, you know, yeah. I was like totally. in pre and postnatal when I was having babies and now I'm like in a different area because yes. this is what's going on in my life. So it's like you're growing kind of with the podcast. Exactly. And so exactly. do you, does your Absolutely. podcast just talk about everything under the sun in terms of after 30? Well, kind of, you know, I think what's been really, really quite formative for us is that we've almost had 50 season, 50 episodes before a pandemic. And then mm-hmm. we've had 50 plus episodes mm-hmm. in a pandemic. And that mm-hmm. was really, really transformational for us because we, it changed how we are putting out our content, how we're choosing our episodes, how, how we're um, changing the flow. Even sometimes mm-hmm. we do episodes every week and they're shorter. Like we keep them to around 25 to 35 mm-hmm. minutes. But what really changed in the pandemic and as a result of it, before that, we were choosing topics that either we knew were on our hearts that we really wanted to talk about or were in our social circles or in our, you know, just our sphere of that's that's what was going on for people or but or sorry, rather what happened when the pandemic really kicked in is that we kind of took stock of what we had coming up and we decided to be more attentive to exactly what people needed right then and there. So it really changed how we were doing things. And, and, um, you know, like we could still have some episodes if we were talking about what it's like to make friends after 30, you know, like that's a really interesting conversation always, but with the pandemic and when, especially in those first like four months, I remember we were so reactive to like, how are people feeling right now? What can we pull together? What kind of incredible expert guests could we pull in to talk about, anxiety or to talk about fear or to talk, you know, like we just kind of, we were very aware of meeting people where they were at. So mm-hmm. I think like to answer your question, yeah, it's a, it's a huge range and it still is, but I think we're just much more, what makes us really happy is when we can be really in tune with what we, what people want to hear mm-hmm. and so, where people are at. And how are you doing yeah. that? Is it mostly through the Instagram page, just getting feedback from people? How are you able to kind of keep your finger Talk, on the Talk, have a dialogue. Yeah. yeah, for sure. I think there's I a th- couple mm. different ways. Yeah, it needs to go ahead. Yeah. No, yeah, I think that's a really great point. Um, it is definitely, we have, you know, reach through social media for sure. A lot of people see us and want to talk about certain things and they reach out to us and say, hey, can you talk about this? Can you talk mm-hmm. about that? This is on my mind. We have a lot of episodes where people really deeply resonate with um, with some people. And like it'll be like across the board. It'll just be so good, you know? Um, and then with like, so basically there's like a lot of pull from the audience, but then there's another piece of like, what are we talking about with our friends? What are we talking about with our family? What are we talking about mm-hmm. internally that we feel is resonate is going to resonate and relevant specifically for the audience? You know, are they going to love it as much as we love it? What are some things that tabs in it? and and we really do like in in the in our relational conflict that we have? You know, tabs will be like, I think we should talk about X Y Z, and I'll be like, Oh, what about we add this? piece to XYZ. And so in the relational conflict, like the, 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 the topic grows. And from there is kind of how we build things out, you know, like by, by bringing in our sort of diverse aspects yeah. of it. So I think there's a piece of, there's a piece from the audience and then there's a piece from how we interact with each other, which I think has been really useful in building 
um, the broad, Mm -hmm. the broad scope of the podcast. And really, Julie, to answer your question on like talking about everything under the sun, it's so interesting, right? Because like, I think also like as we get older, like now I'm 40. So like, actually like something turns when you turn 40, I don't know what it is, like everything that everybody talks about of like, life is different when you turn 40. And I find that so interesting because even my approach to the podcast has changed after 40. So it's like my way of being is different. My ex- The way I exist is different. The way I occupy space is different. And so I think because of all of the things that are happening, I don't know. I don't even know if we could even limit the, the topics based on the fact it's just related to how we're, you know, growing and changing and just remaining specific to what Tabs was saying of things that would feel good for us. You know, does that make any sense? Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, yeah. a lot of sense. I can relate to that. I remember turning 40 myself, that was a big change. And everything you're saying about just making time for those conversations, you know, Julie and I can relate to that. That's pretty much why we wanted to start the podcast too, because we were having these conversations in studio at the glow shop with people, with our clients, Mm -hmm. and um, just carving out time and space away from the busyness to get into the deeper stuff, you know, not so much the superficial stuff. And then when COVID hit, Julie, who's always been the courageous one of us, she just really said we should do a podcast and so she bought two mics I love it. and we started a podcast but it was really for us to be able to dedicate time to these conversations oh, yeah. that we knew we wouldn't be having in the studio anymore I think I said oh. we're doing a podcast <laughs> <laughs> oh well, but tell you us your background story yeah you must Sorry. have felt too that like doing it in did you guys feel this that starting it and creating it in the pandemic do Mm. you feel like that gave you a voice and an opportunity to connect and with either with your with yourselves with each other but also Mm. with an audience about some of those deeper things that are going on for you guys Mm. Mm -hmm. I mean I think like Liz said we were having those conversations in the studio uh the pandemic gave us personally time to be able to do it I don't think that if there was there was no mm-hmm. pandemic. We would have even come upon this until maybe much later, if at Interesting. all. Interesting. It was like it really just gave us the time to, yeah. you know, like what what are we going to do? Oh, this is a good idea. Oh, we keep having these conversations. People need to hear this. Press record, right? Same as you guys. Like, let's just get that out <laughs> yeah, there. Yeah. Um, but I also think that yeah, it helped us. Uh, number one, get guests who were available who would normally be traveling or on stages or whatever. So we're available. Good one. Um, But also uh, like have those conversations with ourselves and, and really understand what it is we wanted to create with the afterglow podcast. Would Mm -hmm. you say Liz? Mm -hmm. Yeah. hundred percent. I mean, our first guest was Erica M and Mm. we just didn't expect one of our first guests was Erica M. We just didn't expect, you know, we just went big and we got a yes. And I don't think we would have gotten her had we not been in a pandemic. And then that really just gave us some credibility to be able to go after some other interesting guests who also just happened to be at home, you know? Yeah, amazing, amazing. And so that really just set us up. Yeah. Here we go with the ad break. We're talking about DNA test kits from DNA Power. Uh, we did an ep with Dr. Naherney where we learned about our genes, and Tabs and I both got our kits from DNA Power, and they were densely packed with some much needed information, some affirming and some surprising. Yeah. There were things I learned about myself that I'm pretty surprised about. 
I had a few friends get their kits as well, and they felt pretty much the same way. Yeah, man, I agree. I uh, I got a lot of my friends and family to do it, and still am. I feel like I basically work for these guys because I'm just <laughs> trying to get everyone to get their damn DNA help kits. Mm. Uh, but it's super easy. You just purchase the kit. They send you a tube with a cotton swab, and all you have to do is swab the inside of your cheek, and then you send it back. And only in a few weeks, you'll have a huge amount of information that's packed with ways in which you can understand your body and your genes better, specifically how it's relating to your diet, your like what kinds of vitamins you need. Mm. And there's also a section around brain and fitness. So it's, it, there's a lot in there. Um, it's like a 200 page report. Mm. And like you said, some of the information might be things you already know, but then there's, there's going to be some stuff in there that uh, might be, might be new to you. Mm-hmm. Use the coupon code after 30 for $50 off your total power or total power connect kits with the link dnapower.com slash ref that's ref slash after 30 and it's such a good deal because regular price is $500 and with the 50 off it's 450 so Mm -hmm. go for it (laughs) do it guys and back to the show yeah oh my god tell us how you met tell us about you how did you meet where like where did you come up with the name Aftergo? talk to us about that well, I'll Who's leave going? it to Julie to talk about the name Afterglow <laughs> because it's her name. Yeah. But we met um, through a, a friend as well, uh, mm. someone from our school community. So the school that our kids went to, the elementary school. And mm. I just happened to mention in passing to her that, you know, I'm thinking of starting a studio. And at that point, I really was only thinking. But she's mm. like, oh, I know someone who's, think- who's starting a studio. And she knew Julie, who happened mm. to be starting a studio and who actually was already actively looking for bases and had a business plan already in place and she put the two of us together and we met and we had similar ideas around what a studio should look like in terms of what kind of yoga we wanted to bring you know fun Mm, energizing you know powerful classes just it just you know yoga for fun right and community and connection Mm, and And we met at starbucks like the story because we met at starbucks and liz had little little she was one right so he was like one yeah. So her youngest, Liz has four kids. And so Zoe was like just crawling around <laughs> on the ground, like eating dirt, whatever, it's cigarette. Like Pre-COVID butts. time. And Liz and I are like, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Oh, I like what you're saying. Mm-hmm. Okay. Yeah. Like, and right away, I think that we both really felt this connection because Cute. I had had this idea and mm-hmm. concept and business plan that nobody else had really connected with. And I wasn't shopping it around or anything. I, in fact, didn't even want a partner, but it was like Liz was like this gift from the universe. I had I found this location and I knew it was going to be too much for me on my own. But also the right. concept was growing bigger. And I thought, okay, like if this woman who I'd never met, uh, oh, actually I had met one time on my first day moving back from California, I'd met her one time. And then like a year later we meet again. So it was kind of like meant to be, mm. but if she's into this, then like, let's see where this can go. And she just... Um, jumped on and brought her own vision to and um we opened our studio mm. in 2016 liz god yeah five years ago 2000, so, yeah, 2016 um, five years ago and it was wow. like everything that we had wanted it to be and more like it was just you know in our beaches community mm. and a lot of our mom friends came and then other people mm. came and it just you know kind of skyrocketed from there and the name originally had come out of um, mm-hmm. when I originally started um, doing, you know, 
fitness yoga training, it was for prenatal and postnatal and beyond. So it was like the afterglow of how oh, gotcha. the baby, right? Oh, and then dear. again, right. it sort of evolves into you know, how you feel after a yoga practice, like that is the afterglow, mm-hmm. right? Mm-hmm. And you know, whatever you want to think yeah. about, what got it. I mean, like, just let it, but that's kind of what the afterglow yeah, was. Yeah. And so when we were planning the podcast, it is a nice name because it's, I was, I was just going to say, because there's so much personal interpretation that you can layer onto it. That's what's so beautiful about a name like that. Absolutely. And I think that um, it, it, it's a name that makes people feel good, right? Like it's a, it, yeah. it, it, it for sure. There's no kind of like, like, if you're thinking, what does that mean? Any any connotation is like, oh, well, that feels really good, right? Yeah, and so, yeah. Um, yeah. For us, as we were planning the podcast, I mean, right away, I said it's just called the afterglow. It's the afterglow. It's what because we had been talking totally. about keep the brand, yeah, all these women, <laughs> yeah, like stay there. People know us, um, but all these yeah. women who were coming in and and we'd be talking to them about mm. you know they were now onto their next chapter or their kids were now leaving mm. and going to university and you know or mm. they were a lot a, a, a lot a few of the women had already left their jobs and they were just taking time off and spending like 6 months at our studio with us and it was remarkable and so kind right. of finding Amazing. themselves again and we were like that's kind mm-hmm. of like the afterglow. Mm-hmm. It's like, what is next for you? It's mm-hmm. what, you know, and then it kind of got moved into a little bit more of like, you know, the patriarchy and breaking rules. And why is it that women sure. are yeah. sort of like wondering what to do with their lives after their kids are gone? And it's it's sort of because these mm-hmm. limiting beliefs have been put upon us and they kind of, you know, guided us to yeah. a certain place. Whereas now if you you know, think your own thoughts and believe your own thing and you reclaim your life, you're in your afterglow. So that's, that's a little bit of, mm-hmm. of our yeah. story in a nutshell. And that goes back to what Anise was saying, right? With turning 40 and just, you know, something flips, right? You're just, it's mm. too, one of our guests said, I can't remember, one of the hormones goes down. I think it's, it's estrogen goes down. One of the hormones estrogen, goes down. Maybe? Estrogen yeah. goes down. So you just have less tolerance for, mm. BS, right? Mm-hmm. Because your hormones go down, and so like Physically. that's part of yeah. So that's part of like the gloves coming off, right? Like yeah. I'm not putting up with pretending to be something I'm not anymore. I don't, yeah, I just sure. don't have the estrogen or whatever it is for it. So yeah, yeah. You know, I'm just gonna, you know, be myself, right? Live my own life according to my own rules. Express my vo- voice. Do what I want to do, and and that is as Julie said, that is another version of the afterglow, right? Like that's your true happiness, who you truly are after you've said Mm no and done whatever everyone else wanted you to do, right? It's your turn. Unbelievable. It's almost like when you say the word no, like a Mm. hormone is released and your face starts to shine. Mm. (laughs) Yes. Yes. I love that. Uh-huh. That's why, like, some like yeah. serotonin is like, like <laughs> Mom, will you get me this? No. Yes. <laughs> I'm glowing right now. <laughs> and you know what? It reminds me of like, what, you know, when we're talking about after 30, 40, 50s, um, I remember years and years ago. Um, so I'm 48, but watching like Oprah and her like 40th birthday and then her 50th birthday. Mm. And, mm. and each time she was like coming into her mm. own even more, mm. even more. Right. And it was just this mm. like beautiful thing. And she would express that she was like, you know, I, I'm not going to be a woman who says, how old are you? Oh, I'm 25 and joke about that. Like 
I'm 40, right. I'm 50. I'm going to embrace this because I have lived mm. all of these years along the way. Yeah. Like that's how I feel. I'm like, yeah. I am 48 yeah. years old. Like I have this, these lines here, this, whatever it is, like everything that I am yeah, today yeah. is because I have lived that. I'm not telling you I'm 25 years old. Cause that would mean that I don't know as much as I know yeah. today. Yeah. Right. It's yeah, interesting. Sure. I've been thinking about this lately. There, there's something mm. about like not having to be pretty anymore. <laughs> you know, mm. it's like you're aging and you know, you're not that society's definition of what like pretty is anymore. And yeah. you just yeah. know it's like impossible to live up to that because I have wrinkles and gray hair and whatever. And yeah. so there's actually freedom in that. I totally really find sure. when it's like, totally. I don't have to invest all this time and energy trying to be like pretty anymore. I don't know. For at least sure. for me. I really I did you guys I really see like the, did you, Sarah really Blakely that. just did a really cool thing where, um, right. She's the owner founder of Spanx mm-hmm. and she just did a thing where they released uh swimwear last week and they mm-hmm. approached her. Did you see this? They approached her and asked her if she wanted to be in the campaign. And her initial reaction was like, I'm 50 guys. And then she was like, mm-hmm. wait a minute. Yeah. I'm 50. I'm in. (laughs) You know, she was like, hell yeah. Yeah, I'm going to wear a bikini, you know? And it was amazing. It was so, so empowering. I love that. And and it was so great because she caught herself in the moment of being like, giving into that patriarchy and into the like expectations. And then she's like, no, wait, no, that's not what I I do. do Yeah. I have control of that. I can still wear makeup and heels and whatever, but yeah. Whatever you want. The point to your point, it's like whatever you want though. It's like there's this deep comfort in your own skin, however it's changing and however it's like getting wrinklier or saggy. It's just like, it's great. It's yours. And who gives a shit what that person is telling me to look like, you know, like it's really interesting. You know, I have always been a very appearance conscious person, always very, like very attached to my appearance Mm -hmm. and how I appear in the world and like how I dress or like how, you know, like everything has to be like a kind of certain way. And I've noticed that as I've gotten older, like my definition of style has like gotten juicier and gotten richer and become wider. And I feel like I carry myself inside my clothing a little bit. It's it's just like, I look, I feel more beautiful despite like, Mm -hmm. you know, you would have like this idea that being fixated on, on appearance means being fixated on youth, but actually being fixated on appearance is actually internal. So I think there is like Mm -hmm. this interesting thing that happens that as you get older and you start embracing beauty in a different way, um, like your style is more about you. I, I don't sure. know. There's something mm, yeah. sure. about that yeah, too. Like there's an expression, right? Expression oh, rather yeah. than yeah. conforming, you know? Yeah. I yeah. Like 100%. Yeah. 100%. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You know something else that I'm noticing too, because I've got a little boy and he's three. So I'm really starting to see how the, how he's starting to form so, mm-hmm. you know, some of those social behaviors, right? Like I'm really starting to see them, him literally put them together mm-hmm. as he's seeing like, why am I not supposed to pick my nose in public? Like he doesn't get those things, right? So we're, mm-hmm. I, I'm finding it fascinating because I'm really realizing as I'm getting older, like be, to, to go further to what you were saying, Anise, that I'm also noticing that it is so not any of my business, nor do I really give a shit what somebody else looks like. Mm -hmm. And I feel Ah. like, I'm like, why does that ever matter? And I feel like Mm -hmm. that's something I want to be careful how I explain that to Oliver. But it's Mm -hmm. like, if somebody has blue hair, if somebody is wearing, like it really does anything, right? It's like, 
it doesn't, it, that doesn't affect you in any way. So like, why do you care? You know what I mean? And I feel like there's this deep, like, really, that is not something that is even for me to have or talk about or comment on. It's just like, so anyway, I, I just feel like that there's two parts to that. It's like, there's the internal no, there is. comfort. And then there's this like, yeah, no, it's just, it's just about me here. I'll just take care of myself. I don't need to worry got about you. what you've got going on. You know, yeah, got you, sure. got you. Yeah. Got you. But does that, does that mean like, I think I, I think I'm tracking with you and I think I like it. Does that mean that like, if, if you're picking your nose, like I should just let you pick your nose and just like, keep talking? <laughs> well, that's a tricky <laughs> one, right? Cause no, no, I was thinking like, about no, no, that no, legit. Really and I'm thinking like, about that. I, I mean it. Yeah, I'm really thinking about it. I'm yeah, saying, yeah. you know what I'm, you know how, what I put it in the category of, I put it yeah. in the category of manners, uh-huh. which I think oh, is a different thing. Okay. Right. And so then, uh, yeah. And a hygiene thing. And I think that that's different, right? Like there's certain social norms that I think, we can put them as manners and hygiene and sure, that, okay. right? But yeah, yeah, I think like no, how because you, you know, and- it's no. I I love what you're saying because I remember one time like, and I'm and I really mean this like with an open heart. One of my friends like she farted and she was like, "Oops, excuse me," and I was like, "Oh, I I didn't know that you could say it like." like a sneeze I didn't know that you could do that yeah you know what I mean and so I wonder like I wonder that's what I was thinking about. I was like am I like gonna pick and is that is that cool I really mean that I thought it was really cool the way she embraced that and she claimed that and you she was like, that cool. excuse me cool. I, I might deny it but I mean sometimes you just can't hold it in yeah, it's, it's not true. healthy to hold it, it is in true. Right? so yeah I think the cutesy excuse me I mean at least she said excuse me and didn't yeah, just exactly. go yeah. what was yeah. that <laughs> I loved it. I loved yeah. that so much. I was like, oh, that's almost like a sneeze. I can, you know, think think about participating in that. You know? I love it. That's now you have the freedom oh, freedom so and good. farting. Yeah. <laughs> um, so let's let's talk a little bit about like like running a podcast because mm. yeah, yeah, cool. I think that sure. the, I'd love that. like yeah. I said, one of the things that helped Liz and I was having time to do it. And I, I thank God that we weren't mm. necessarily running the studio at the same time because it's a shitload of work. And yeah. <laughs> yeah. we, you know, let's start a podcast, is I think what everybody says. Uh, yeah. And then you get into it, and then unless you have all the money in the world, you're doing the recording you're doing the editing Mm. you're doing the producing you're doing the promoting you're doing so yeah so let's talk Mm. about like what what are the biggest struggles to start with or obstacles that you guys have encountered in running your podcast tabs why don't you take that away (laughs) okay (laughs) well i mean it's evolved a lot, right? And and when I say it's evolved, I actually don't really even mean the final product. We've been pretty um, pretty the same since we started in terms of it being the same amount of time. We've been weekly for almost three years. We've been pretty integral with that. But I think what's really changed is the behind the scenes and how we've how we've put it together. And obviously, having done it this long, we're getting more experienced, and we just know how to do things faster and what mm-hmm. have you. But I think that our relationship is what has is what works and is what makes this happen. And mm-hmm. how much respect we have for each other, our open communication, 
that is literally the only way that we have been able to manage any of the challenges. And I think like, even right now is a really, really perfect example. We'll just Mm -hmm. be like really transparent and honest is that Anise is in the middle of a placement for her psychotherapy, which is so amazing. So great. And, um, and I also am more like, I'm more the marketing person. That's what I do in sort of my day job. I'm a brand strategist and a producer. So this stuff is all a little bit easier for me. And it's very, very much in my professional wheelhouse. So there's times, depending on what we have going in our lives, where we have to flex. And maybe Mm -hmm. I'm doing more of the work right now, you know, than Anise would normally be. We really love it when we both love it so much that we, I know you had said this too, Julie, that like, if we had all the time in the world, we would love to just do this full time. But um, so when we can both be working on it, the same amount. It's so much fun and it's magic because we love having those conversations and doing that together, but that doesn't happen all the time, right? That's not real life or, or then also what happens is that even if like right now is a good example, because Anissa's time is physically taken up so much more with something else, but there's other times where, you know, just emotionally or mentally we're exhausted. And Mm. that's another time where, why I keep coming back to our relationship and our communication is so vital because we'll just check in on that and say like, dude, I'm like really strapped and I just need a break and I need some space and, you know, like not from each other, but we just need less expectations and less work on, you know, what we do. And so, but I think that's probably, that's like the biggest challenge is, is the amount of, like you said, work there is to do. But, but I also have to say that a lot of it is in our control, you know, like one thing that we've started to do, if we do have a time where, we've got too much on and it's just like, we're not ready that the episode isn't edited come Friday Mm. or whatever. We'll pull from the vault Mm -hmm. and we'll pull an episode from, you know, like, cause we have a 106 now and they're all such good content that Mm -hmm. we'll do that sometimes. And so all to say that there's something about when it's your own thing that we have so much control over how much we want to work on it and how much, you know, if we actually put the bare minimum on to just keep it going, then that's really manageable. So I would say like, yeah, the biggest challenge is definitely how much work it is, but I feel like between our relationship or communication and having the control, we can really like adapt. I feel like we're really like, sure. pliable, you know? Yeah. And it's can I add something there? Have that. Yeah. 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 Can I can I add something there? I think mm-hmm. something that I struggle with a lot is um the idea that work spawns work. Right? So the more we put into the podcast, the more is born from it. The more is born from it. And so the dynamic nature of working in this specific format is so incredibly rigorous that I don't think we talk about enough, like how much it's constantly changing, the different opportunities that are out there. Um, You know, whether it's the different topics, the different types of guests we meet, the little bits of research that we have to do in order to sort of get clued in with our podcast guests. There's a really, there's a dynamic nature. And I think we thrive on that for sure, because we're learners by nature. Otherwise it wouldn't jive with us as well. Um, But there is this piece of dynamism that sometimes you're just like, wow, this is like really like a lot. It's because it's it's changing and it's hard and it's hard in a good way, but it's still hard, you know? Mm. Yeah, I can relate. I mean, every week we're digesting a fresh new life, like this amazing 
you know, just transforming, inspiring person, but it's a lot to digest their, their life <laughs> every week and, you know, go through everything they've gone through. Um, sure. you know, so yes. it's a blessing and a curse. I mean, we get more out of that than, than it takes for sure. Mm. Um, for yeah, sure. Like, you guys you have, yeah, no, just like adding to what Tab said is it, it, it starts way back from the, you know, email that you send out to yeah, request right. the guest or the, mm. the looking even just looking like, who do we want? Researching, like, what, you know, the research totally. to who yes. we want. And then, yes. you know, we set it up and then we get the person to do the podcast. And then like you said, yeah, like, you know, we're doing all the research. It's like, you're listening to their podcast, mm-hmm. you're listening to their interviews, you're reading their books, you're doing all that stuff. And then having mm-hmm. them on. And then mm-hmm. what comes after that is the editing is, is all of the sort of other, you know, prep work for the final product. So there, it, there is a lot and I'm, I'm getting tired right now. I'm thinking about it. Like it is exhausting. Are you? It is, yeah. Yeah. It is, <laughs> yeah. It is draining. Yes. No, I'm not, I'm not tired, but it like to think about yes. how much you put into <laughs> it. it. It's one episode a week, but it is kind of yes. like a full-time job, right? So, I mean, a lot of people who do this do have a producer they can send it out to, to do the editing with. And, you know, like if you were to do like Mm -hmm. a radio show Mm -hmm. or something, you would, you know, the radio Mm -hmm. station or company or whatever would Mm -hmm. be producing it for you. And there'd be other people there in the sound studio and stuff. So, so you'd also be more limited and Anissa. Yes. Yeah. Sorry. I didn't mean to interrupt you, but I I feel like that's a, Anissa and I talk about this a fair bit that what I find is really interesting about that is that like you, we live in such an interesting world with content creation right now where like, Mm. how cool is it that we could all, all four of us could have these great ideas and then we could just put it together, figure it out, Google it, sort it out, and Mm. we can do it. And that we don't live in a world, even 20 years ago, that was not possible. 10 years ago, it was not possible. We're not censored. That's right. You would have needed somebody to back you. You would have needed a producer. You would have needed a network. So there's something to be said for this very, very, very strange time of content creation, where on one hand, I think we're so grateful that we have so much independence and control over it. But Mm -hmm. the downside and the part that I feel like you know, your average person who is consuming the content and not necessarily creating it or producing it, they don't have the same level of deep understanding of how many hours behind that is free work, right? And like, even if you get to a point with a podcast like this, for sure, maybe you can make a little bit of money out of it. And maybe that goes into a different category of how much time it gets of yours. But I think at the beginning, you know, to create this kind of content, you're largely doing it as a passion project and you're doing yep. it for fun. I, I think so now and, too. It, it's a labor right? of, it's a labor of love. Like it's a labor of love. Gone, gone are the days where, you know, Lewis Howes was one of the first podcasts I started listening to very mm. regularly. And I think he started, I don't know how, how long ago with maybe five, six, I don't know, six years ago. Mm. And mm. he I think so now he's built himself into this massive, you know, public figure. But I think kind of gone are those days where you can do that through a podcast. I mean, we're seeing a lot of people who are public figures already starting right. a podcast. Oh, yes. You know, yeah. like oh my God, Obama, right? Like, yeah. um, you know, Glennon Doyle, Julie was saying yeah. earlier, yes. you know, so it's like we're the little guys competing against yeah, the yeah, big yeah. guys. And so it is a yeah. labor of love. Like you have to love 
learning about someone new and interesting every week mm-hmm. uh, to mm-hmm. keep going, right? And, and, and something that Tabs and I talk about all the time is the legacy piece. Like, I just love the idea of 100 years from now, this is archived somewhere and somebody mm-hmm. can hear our voices and do a little bit of extra research and find out a little mm-hmm. bit more about I us and what we were doing. And, you know, like whether yeah. if you have children, your grandchildren, like your, your grandchildren, they can listen yeah. to you. They can see what your life scope was like, who you were interviewing, the that. cool things you were doing, it's the fact the that coolest. you're on the cusp of a really interesting sort of like you're on an interesting media platform, which is growing and evolving and changing. And, you know, sometimes Tabs and I interview each other. And like, I always keep that legacy piece in mind of like, what does it look like to listen to this a hundred years from now? What, what is that piece of like, you know, you put, you make a time capsule, but this is a sound capsule and it's so like, uh, it gives me chills. I love it. It's amazing. We, it like it, there's so much there. Like we were listening to an episode with a friend um, and she runs this really cool event space. Like it's, it's morphed now because of the pandemic, but um, she runs Imperia, which was like before pandemic, it was a uh, all based on meeting each other in real life events. And we had, we were going back when we were doing like our, we did this very cool, like hundredth episode where we would take little snippets of all of our previous. Oh. And every time we do that, we cry. Cause it's so beautiful. The amount of conversations we've had, the people we've met, the things we've talked about. And it was so crazy. Cause we wanted to pull something from her episode, but Anise and I both were like, it's so sad. It's actually mm-hmm. so sad because we were talking about like going for brunches and whatever. And that was still when we were right in the pandemic. But then you even listen to like the first couple episodes of the pandemic, like how our headspace then it's just fascinating to have that moment in time. And then like we did a Halloween episode where we had my son Oliver on and we like interviewed him and he was two and a half and we're like, oh my God, that we have this, you know, we've interviewed both of of our mothers before for Mother's Day episode. And like, so these moments are just so beautiful that like, if nothing else, we have them for us and that for is sure. everything to us, you know? I love that. Totally. I also love what yeah. you said about like, you know, the pandemic, like, especially in this time, like all these really powerful things are happening that are kind of like changing the world right now. Like, yeah. you know, we've got the pandemic, the BLM sure. movement, like there's just so many yeah. things that have happened, you know, over this last year and a half around. And now mm-hmm. our children, grandchildren will be able to look back and listen to, or other people look back and listen to and be like, oh my God, they were actually in this pandemic. Oh, they were doing this. And this is what was going on. And right. you know, talking about how exactly were or how people were thriving and surviving during that time like there's just a lot of really yeah uh you know powerful conversation that has come out of this past year mm-hmm. for sure 100% and that was exactly why we decided to go forward like when we were like when we were in the middle of the pandemic we're like how are we going to record we always record together we always record in a studio we were doing remote conversations of course like with guests but we just didn't know like I mean, of course, like we were going to figure it out, but we actually didn't even know. Like, we're like, should we put a pause? Should we go for, you know? And so it's like the best thing we did, like Mm -hmm. to be able to document through the whole year, Mm -hmm. um, especially in Ontario, I think it's like the longest lockdown in the world, right? Yeah. So it'd be really good to like look back on this. So thank you. Yeah. For Julie, for bringing that up. That's so true. Hmm. Well, and you've Mm -hmm. also said, you said, which I agreed to, which is like, you love doing it. You love yeah. doing it. Like we love doing it. It's something that get, brings us so much joy. And, and that I comes think out. That, 
Yeah, we're all yeah. seeking it, right? That's what we all mm. want is this joy and and we can yeah. feel it. We get we get excited about it. We get excited about putting it out there, the interviews, like it's just you know, again, we I would I would do it full time. Yeah. So, yeah. <laughs> so we have a question that we always ask at the sure. end of our podcast, and perfect, I don't know if you have perfect. one that you already always ask, but I'll ask ours, and which is yeah, do it. You know, what is your afterglow? And so, as we said, your afterglow is is what's ahead for you. You know, as you're breaking off any limitations internally or externally held, imposed internally held or externally imposed limitations. What is next for you? And you can answer that question individually. To start, anyways. Any okay. go for it. Sure. Um, in relationship, just for myself, for me personally. Yeah. Like what's my, next for you? What yeah, are you excited anything about? Anything you okay, want. Good. Okay, great. So I am currently in the middle of finishing up my degree um, for my psychotherapy degree to start my personal, my private practice. And what is next for me, what I would like to see is to start my private practice, to get my master's degree and to see myself out there in the world, really practicing in a trauma informed way. And um, I really want to work like from a somatic perspective. I really believe in sort of like the um, the body, um, the body response to all of our emotions. And that really, really interests me a lot. So I want to go deeper and deeper into that. So I see myself actually like filtering more and specializing more before I think it was like a bit broader. So I'm looking forward to being a bit more specific in my work. And I really think that gives me a lot of life right now. Mm, The world needs that right now. Yeah. Yeah. Right. And she's so good at it. She's going to be amazing. But like book her now. Um, yeah. I would say, yeah, of course. Um, I kind of feel like even when you were explaining like what an afterglow, you know, how you guys interpret it and explain it and what your whole show is about. I feel like I've just burst open this thing for me. And my journey, like mine is a professional kind of focused answer. I, my, what I have done, what I do with, my job has always meant a lot to me, but I've always been a very like passion driven person. I always want to make my decisions and love what I'm doing and love my life. You know, I used to be a dancer and then I was a buyer and I've been in marketing. And so I've always had a a lot of creativity in my life. And, and so I've had between the pandemic and then just a lot of things going on in my personal life, I've had this last year has been a real opportunity to, I'm like everybody get really clear on what I really want. What is really important Mm -hmm. to me? What do I really want to be spending my time doing? And so I can be the most present so that I can be in my essence all the time. That's really Mm -hmm. important to me. Like I want to be, I'm, I'm so awesome when I'm doing awesome things Mm -hmm. and and, and I'm in my essence. Mm -hmm. I, I love that. Right. We all do. We want, you want to be in that as much as you can. And so how can I do that? And anyway, I know that in my heart of hearts, I've always wanted to do film and I'm doing a lot of producing and I've always done some of it, but I've always been a little too scared because I've also got a real like right side, left side of my brain where I'm very like, oh, I, you know, don't have that experience or I don't have this or whatever. Yeah. And so I've always made those excuses for myself or something or just didn't have the guts. And 
all to say, I'm like, no, I am so done with that. It's kind of what you guys were saying about um, the feeling you get when you're, you know, turn 40 that I'm just like, no, I don't, I don't know how it's coming together. I don't even care what, of course I care what I'm working on. That's the whole reason that I want to do it because I want to be telling beautiful stories and I want to, um, but I want to be part of those projects from end to end and mm. that, that, you know, make more of my mark on my legacy. That's really how I see it too. And so anyway, mm. I'm so excited because it's like this clarity. I haven't had this kind of, I feel at home with it and I haven't even really done anything yet, you know, but I just know. So I, uh, I'm excited. I'm, and I'm in the right place. I feel like it'll all come together, but I very much feel on like the other side of it of, of that sort of clarity so amazing yeah, when you talk oh, about that deal. like you're you're you know even the turning 40 it is that inner knowing it is that you just really start to listen to yourself in that way a little bit more and have that inner knowing and instead of pushing her down and silencing her which it's hard to do Yourself permission, yeah. giving other women 100%. in the world permission to go ahead yes. and do it, right? That's a beautiful thing. Yeah. 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 Ladies, this was so fun. Oh, so much fun. I love meeting you guys and you oh too. Gosh, how good. How good. What a great, what a great conversation. Thank, Thank you, you so much. Thank you for taking this time. This was so lovely. And yeah, uh, honestly. Yeah. Yeah, this was if great. we were together, we'll we would wrap this up with a big hug. Yes, right? please do. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Yes. 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 Totally. Hug, but we're not well, together. We'll come for an outdoor yoga class because we finally can do that now. I can't That's even. Right. I can't wait. Believe right. It's finally I can't time. Wait. And Amazing. we'll mark we'll a date on the calendar in the future for, sure. for some sort of uh, getting to know you further uh, event. Uh, Maybe we'll we'll do this again yeah. in a year or something Yay, like that. Yay, we love that, uh, for yeah, sure. Yeah, yeah. For sure, a real-life so studio. Awesome yeah. chatting, beautiful ladies. And so, so uh, you find, find you guys at the After 30 podcast on Instagram. And we're at Perfect. the Afterglow Podcast Official on Instagram. Tune in. Amazing. Perfect. Amazing. Oh, my God. Thanks, everybody, for listening. Thank you. Thank you.